0: You know, sometimes taking better photos really just boils down to picking better subjects. It it should seem obvious, right, that a boring subject would lead to a boring photo. But just knowing that, then how do you choose better subject? That's what we'll be talking about today. Hi, I'm Lynn Morton from theshutterbuglife.com. And inside our Shutterbug Life membership, photographers like you gather to share your images as well as your photography journey. We support each other, get answers to our questions, learn from experts, participate in in photography challenges, and so much more. You can join us by going to join.shutterbuglife.com. Join.shutterbuglife.com. And oh yeah, it's free. Hopefully, I'll see you in there. But today, we're talking about how to choose better subjects, because at at the end of the day, choosing better subjects often leads to better photos. You know, this occurred to me when I was walking through Photo Plus Expo one year. As you know, you walk through the, the aisles of the show floor, and you can a lot of times see Photographers giving presentations in their booths. And as I'm walking through and I'm looking at all the booths, I noticed that all the photographers who were presenting had something in common. All the subject matter they presented were just really beautiful subjects, whether it was a location or a product or a person, no one had boring subjects. And so they got to stand there and, and present, like, you know, look, here is what. the the best of the best looks like, but it started with a great subject. As a matter of fact, in one of the booths, I heard Scott Kelby joking. He pulled up this this beautiful sunset photograph. It looked like he was somewhere in Tahiti or somewhere just really gorgeous. And he said, you know, I got this picture. I showed up when it looked like this and I pushed the button. Now, of course, he's joking, but there's a kernel of truth to that. In that, if you can find the interesting subjects, it makes it so much more likely that you'll get a better result and a better photo. So, you know, that's what we'll be talking about today. And and the thing is, you might ask, what does it mean to choose a better subject? Well, you know that when you're taking pictures, the first decision that you'll ever make is going to be, what's my subject? And that is the moment where you get to say, okay, I'm going to try to look for something interesting. Because in any scene, in, in, in any situation, when you decide to put your frame around whatever you're looking at, you decide what will I choose as my subject? And you can choose anything in the scene. You can make anything there your subject. So how do you decide how, how do you decide one element over another? How do you decide this element will be more interesting than this element and I'll make that my subject? Well, that's what I want to explore a little bit today because there are a number of things to think about as you you work through how do I choose what's going to be most interesting or something that is interesting and make it my subject so that I can choose a better subject and get a better photograph as a result. Well, sometimes interesting is dictated by your audience. Sometimes what's interesting is not inherently interesting unless it's interesting to the audience. And if you know who your audience is, you can select something interesting to them. Here's an example. When I was at Canon USA, we did this workshop um, with tilt-shift lenses, and we Invited Chris Marquardt, and you might know him if you are a podcast listener. He has the longest-running photography podcast called Tips from the Top Floor. I used to listen to it back in 2005, and so he came over to lead a workshop. And part of our workshop, as part of our workshop, we went to the Grand Central Terminal in New York City. Now, in Grand Central Terminal, you've got this big, empty you know, sort of a, a, an area where people are, can re- go back and forth and get their trains or whatever. And it's a cool area to, I think, do slow shutter speeds and sort of blur them out. Because we were doing tilt shift lenses, we got sort of a, a, a little toy effect. So we're looking at these photographs later, and, and we're talking about what is mo- what grabs the eye first. And I said I thought it was the American flag. Because when I shot it, I was looking at the American flag. And he said, oh, and Chris said, no, I think it's the people. I don't really notice the flag. And I said, how do you not notice that big old American flag? And he said, oh, I guess that's it. I'm German. I wouldn't notice the American flag. It didn't mean anything to me. But to us in America, we see that and we notice it. We we recognize that as the American flag. So, so. What's interesting depended on the audience there. For an American audience, the American flag can be something of interest. But to a German person looking on, it didn't mean anything. So, again, it depends on who you're shooting for. Now, if I showed you this picture, it probably would not mean anything to you. You know, you'd say, OK, it looks like a, just a rundown place. What is that? But my sister took this picture and she sent it to me and I held on to it because despite everything else going on with it, it meant something to me and it does to our family because this is the house where we grew up in New Orleans. And this is what it looked like right after Hurricane Katrina came by and just totaled everything and washed everything out. And this is so the day we finally got to go back in and survey the damages. This is what we found. And she took a picture of it. And I was looking through my images the other day and I saw it and I had I stopped and paused because it meant something to me because that was a part of of my life, something significant. And so the subject, some sometimes the audience is is what will dictate whether that's interesting to most people. That's not interesting. But to our family, that is not only interesting, but it's a it's a it's a, a touching moment. So sometimes interesting is dictated by the audience and so knowing your audience you can make a d- better decision about what would be interesting to them Sometimes interesting is in something that is uncommon and and, and we know this because whenever you see something that you've seen You know, somebody goes and photographs something that you've seen a million times before or better yet in a treatment that is 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 very common. You might say, oh, that's so cliche or it's not interesting. It's boring. I've seen that before. Right. Oh, there there it is again. And the the same old the same old picture and the same old take. It's boring. Right. Because it's too common. So sometimes. It's in the uncommon. It is seeing something that you didn't expect to see or something that just shouldn't be there. So, for instance, a moving day, a family is moving into, a, into their home. Nothing uncommon Nothing uncommon about that. Unless, of course, you're pushing a, a sofa through a second-story window, third-story window, while you're teetering on a, on a ladder. Now that's uncommon, and for me, that was interesting. I saw that in the French Quarter in New Orleans, and we stopped to take pictures because I had never seen anything like that before. It was uncommon, and so that made it interesting. While just moving into a house is not interesting, that scene being something I didn't expect, it was uncommon, and that led to a better subject and something more interesting. Now, often it is in looking at something we recognize in a way we don't typically see it, meaning changing the angle. I like to say looking up at things that most people look down at. So so if and so, this is like you put your your camera like way onto the ground and you look up at something you should be looking down at or the opposite, looking down at something most people look up at changing a, your point of view can make something common look a little more interesting. This is, you know, our dog, you know, Maggie, just, you know, ignoring me. <laughs> and I put the the camera onto the ground, as you can see, and to get a different point of view, which I thought would make it a little more interesting. And sometimes it's just a location that is different and interesting. I went to Horseshoe Bend and I thought, wow, that's, I've never seen anything like that before. That is cool. And for me, that was interesting. And so uncommon can can be interesting, right? and and so so, what does that mean? So even if you are going to a, a location on on your vacation that's iconic that everyone has else has visited and shot, looking for a different way to 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 view it and shoot it can make it more interesting to everyone. Just another picture of the Eiffel Tower. Okay, we've all seen that, but you doing something different with it, a different extreme angle, perhaps, well, that makes it interesting. Or like so many people do by posing in front of it and doing a selfie, you being in front of it makes it interesting to your friends and your family and your loved ones because you are interesting to them. And so now what might been a what might have been a boring location, they stop and look because someone they know and love is there. So that makes it interesting so when you so so when you get to see when you get to a place where you're going to take pictures right and you are you know getting ready to shoot one of the things i used to tell my students when i did my photography camp was the first place is the worst place because very often when you walk up and look at something you see it in the way everybody sees it Right. You walk up to it and you go, oh, that's interesting. But you're seeing it eye level, you know, five to six feet above the ground like everyone else looking straight on the way everybody else would have seen it and experienced it. And so the first place you see it is usually the worst place to take an interesting photo because that's what everybody sees and remembers. So the first place is the worst place. And that means that you will have to now move around and find another way of looking at it in the second or third way place you look. So remember the first place is the worst place to to look at, um, to to photograph something if you want it to be interesting. Now, sometimes things that are common, right? We say the uncommon is interesting, but sometimes the common things can be made to be interesting, right? So it's not inherently interesting, but in the way we approach it and treat it, we can showcase something that might be interesting about something that's common, right? So, and, and, and it could be in the elements of design, right? Um, texture, color, shape, line, tones, light and shadow, all those things that um, lead to interesting art or design can be things that if we feature them in a common subject, we can make it more interesting for instance in this one color and texture um make it i think a little more interesting i went and really tied in a macro to to really showcase the texture around the you know the petals and and then the how the color and, and 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 if it was just backed out it might just be a flower and a flower in and of itself isn't interesting but when you start to feature Uh, you know, colors and textures, that makes it interesting. I was in the Oculus one day walking around and I saw these kids doing a Sweet 16 photo shoot. And that in and of itself was, you know, not remarkable. It happens, you know, all the time. But then I noticed (laughs) a pattern in the the shoes, right? The guys were all wearing the Adidas sneakers. The girls are all wearing their heels with the, their frilly dresses, and I saw that pattern, so I took a picture of just the lower part of them because I thought that was interesting in the pattern. Just the fact that they were just, um, you know, posing for a, a photograph wasn't interesting, but the patterns, the, that something in in that image made it interesting, right? So again, like these these principles of art and design, we can apply them, to make our subject interesting. A chair in and of itself isn't interesting. But what I found interesting there was the play of light and shadows and the way it framed the chair, right? So that made it interesting to me. So again, this is this is the elements of, 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 of design and art being applied to common subjects to make them a little more interesting. Sometimes interesting can be found in the environment, something around your subject. And the way it interacts with your subject can make it interesting. For instance, just a tree by itself is not interesting, but you know, when you place the tree in context or an environment of maybe these rolling green hills and it breaks that pattern, perhaps that can make it interesting. You've seen the opposite when there's like barren ground and that one tree standing in the middle of nowhere, a barren tree is not interesting, but in, in in the midst of nothing standing out by itself, then because of that environment, it becomes a little more interesting. Here's another example. A, a guy standing on a bus stop in and of itself isn't interesting. That's pretty common, but when you have a backdrop that can interplay with him, then that makes it interesting. You know, here he is waiting for the bus in times square and behind him, of course, you see <laughs> that, that, that little girl in, you know, inter looks like she's interacting with him. You know, it's just that juxtaposition. That's kind of cool. Here was another one where like, it looks like the guy is looking over his shoulder, her shoulder, reading her, her phone. And just that, Connection, I thought was interesting. Just the fact that she's waiting for the bus reading a phone is not interesting, but the environment and the the things around her help to make it interesting. So sometimes the environment can help to make something interesting. Um, Sometimes interesting can be found in the emotional value, meaning if you see something and feel something, you know, that can make it interesting as well. Meaning, you know, a, a, you know, a dad and a son in them themselves aren't interesting. But then seeing them in that moment of play and and that, that just the pure joy on this guy as he's playing, gets to play airplane with dad. You know, I thought that made it interesting. I was photographing a children's party and they were doing face painting. And then after the face painting, they would do the grand reveal where they showed the the kids what it looked like and and just the fact that they did face painting it's a common thing but the emotion when they saw and reacted to what it looked like (laughs) that to me was interesting because you saw the raw emotion of, of the kids as they were just excited and delighted in seeing what had you know what what had been created and what their new face painting looked like. So sometimes looking for the emotion, you know, I always say that the, the interesting story, the interesting photos usually happen at the height of the action and the height of the emotion. And sometimes when those two intersect, that's when you have a really powerful, a powerful image. So again, you can look for those things to make something that might be common interesting. And 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 finally, interest can be in the story. You know, the story can really take so many you know photographs that might, in and of themselves, be ordinary. And with a compelling story, you go back and look at the photograph, and you think, "Huh, wow, that's that's something." I remember I was walking through um, the uh, Arlington National Cemetery on Memorial Day. Memorial Day one year. Um, I just wanted to go through there and just, you know, pay some respects because of the holiday. And as I'm walking through, I hear a voice say, give daddy a hug. Give daddy a hug. And I turn around and I see this little boy hugging a tombstone. So this is, you know, Sergeant Chris Jacob's son. He's a Marine sergeant who was killed and buried over there in in Arlington National Cemetery. And his mom brought him there Memorial Day, you know, to pay respects to her ex her ex well her deceased husband and his father. And she's telling him to give Daddy a hug, and he's hugging the the tombstone. And I, I, I just thought that was like a wow moment. And in and of itself, it just looks like a guy hugging the tombstone. But then we wrap the story around it that that's his father who's died. And this is the this was his first, you know, Memorial Day without his father alive. And he got to come by and visit where his father laid was laid to rest. And he's hugging the tombstone as a stand-in for his father who he can't hug, you know. To me, that makes it just a little more interesting. And then you know, just standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial, I've done that like hundreds of hundreds of times as I taught so many workshops there. But then when something like this happens, it suddenly becomes a little more interesting. When a proposal unfolds in front of you, that makes, you know, a, a location that 22 million people visit every year, it made that day. Interesting, and an interesting day to take a photograph because of the story that unfolded in front of us. Um, you know, with this year and and the 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 Roe versus Wade debate that heated up after the Supreme Court's decision, it, it reminded me of a photograph that I took back in two thousand and six during one of those demonstrations. You know, I went there, and uh, you know there were people on both sides, and you know some of the the signs I thought were really, you know, wow, interesting because it this one, you know, I think evokes a, a level of curiosity, um, like who is she and why does she, why would she want a baby that way? And I think the curiosity that is evoked there for me made that interesting and so you know the it, it's the story both told and implied that can also make it interesting here's a fella i met in starbucks he is you know starting up a company called gamer holic and and i saw him then i i told him he i knew he just looked like someone who's starting up and he laughed and so i did a, one of my my portraits of a stranger with him outside starbucks and uh you know, that was the story that was interesting to me in this photograph, which is why I I wanted to take it and share it. So those are some things to think about when you are trying to choose a subject, and you're trying to choose a a subject that's interesting, or choose a subject and make it interesting, right? Because the interesting subject comes sometimes depends on the audience. Remember, if if your audience connects with it, that can make it interesting. It could be in something that's uncommon. If I don't expect to see it and I see it, wow, that's interesting. And that can be a way to choose your subject. Um, I had a, a an editor who told me, I look for things that are there that shouldn't be, or things that shouldn't be that are there. So uncommon is something you look for when you're trying to um, find something that's interesting. And then sometimes you can take common things and make them interesting. And so, you know, that's the other thing. So it can be in the elements of design, texture, line, shapes, tones, light and shadow, all those things. If you feature them on what might be a common subject, you can make it more interesting. And it can also be for found in the environment and how that interacts and interplays with your subjects. That environment can make it interesting. And and then it can be found in emotional value. If there's something emotional there, the height of the emotion and it tugs at me, that can make it interesting as well. And of course it can be found in a story. What's the story? I always ask. When When people are looking for pictures and going, what's the interesting picture? A lot of times I'm thinking, what's the interesting story? Story because if I, if I can find an interesting story, then I know the photograph will follow and be just as interesting. So there you have it. To take better photos, choose better subjects and and think through all of those characteristics of what might make a better subject, so that you can choose one and have a more interesting photograph. Before we go, you're going to need a good lens to point to that interesting subject, and so. In my ultimate guide to camera lenses, I go through everything you need to know to pick your next lens and your best lens. What are the characteristic about of, of lenses? How do we talk about them? What 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 features should, should you look for as you as you look for your next lens? And what are some of the decision points? All that and more. You can download it now at at lenses.shutterbuglife.com. Lenses.shutterbuglife.com, it's completely free. So go ahead and get it. All right, so that's it for today. I hope this was helpful for you and that as you're going out and shooting, you're stopping and thinking before you press the shutter, is that the most interesting thing in front of me? And is that the most interesting subject that I can photograph so that you can end up with better photos by taking better subjects. Thank you so much. I'll see you again next Thursday. You have a great weekend and go shoot something awesome with your camera. Take care.